With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everyone on the call. Praise the Lord.
Dogs outside.
There's nobody on the call. There's no... No. You've been out a long time. Oh, they've been... They just signed on. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Hickson. Pastor Hickson. Yes. yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How are you tonight? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> Guest number three. Uh, praise the Lord. How are you? Pastor Hickson, would you open up with prayer, please? Yes, sir. Father, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, O God, and we love you for your goodness, your mercy, your kindness. We thank you, Father, that there is no other God like you. No one else can do what you do like you do. And we're thankful, Lord God, that you have opened the door, that we can have access to you, Lord God, and your power. We thank you, Father, for all that you have brought us through today, Lord God, how you strengthened us and kept us. We thank you, Father, for that you have done what you will do and remembering that everything that that you've promised is already done. Lord, increase our faith, Lord God, that we can walk with you in all power and majesty according to your word. Father, fulfilling the destiny that you have for each one of us. We thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus for the conversation, the sharing that will take place on this line. Lord God, let let be spoken what is in your heart, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Cheryl. Uh, yes, sir. Have you heard from my uh, brother recently? No, but I um, he posted something on Facebook about how to get in touch with him. Um, uh-huh. There's some kind of app, WhatsApp, and mm-hmm. uh, so I haven't done that yet, but I probably will. Okay. Yeah. I talked to him Monday, I think it was. He sounded well. Good, good. He's busy. And how's your husband? He's uh, not feeling the best this evening, so he's he's oh. in the other room. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh do you have anything that you would like to discuss? Um, not immediately on my mind. Okay. Uh, do Do we have a subject for tonight? 
No, we don't. That's why I said it. Whatever you want to talk about, we can discuss tonight. Okay. How's your uh, How's your Sunday ministry going? I have a new listener, and uh, that makes me happy. Very good. So it's it's still you know mainly for uh, my sister and my mom right now, but I do have another evangelist friend of mine who has joined, and uh, uh-huh. I'm really happy about that. Good. I guess um, one thing that has been on my mind, um, I've been reading and listening to different messages, and um, I, I think a lot of us, I won't say most, really have a different idea maybe of what faith really is um, that I, something I read uh, suggested that there's a difference in believing and let's see, I can't think of the other word right now okay but and I'm not even sure if I can put it quite into words, but what what I keep hearing, and I believe, is that whatever God is going to do, he's already done. Um, and we have access to that, which I... Uh, Tony Evans, I was listening to his uh, CD, and I'm trying to remember exactly how he said it, too, is that prayer is permission for God to enter our circumstances, something something along those lines. Uh-huh. And I guess what... When it comes to prayer, um, if we have access or um, I guess what I'm thinking is, is prayer maybe should be a little different that, that uh, maybe we should just think in terms of releasing what's in heaven instead of uh, begging God to do something that, again, that he's already done, as long as we're within the scriptures anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And thinking about uh, your brother, he has to know when he's laying hands, he has to expect and to know that there will be a manifestation of God when he lays hands. You you can't lay hands and hope 
that God is going to to heal a person or uh, deliver or whatever. You know, you can't. There's a assurance, a settledness, um, confidence about what you do in the spirit, and it, it it's the same thing I think when um, when you're preaching or teaching or bringing the word, you have to have that assurance that comfort um, that knowledge that what you are saying is not coming from you but from him right although you are the deliverer and there's the um, there's a certain mindset to that that I think I'm I'm trying to get to um when I was uh, teaching, uh, I I asked um, Apostle Griffin if he could listen to one of my messages. And what he told me, one of the things he told me is to, to talk from my heart, not from not from my head, basically. Right. You have to and, be. You have to be aware of your uh, uh, anointing that, and you stand on that. That you are indeed anointed, and that God uses you as a vessel of His ministry, whatever He might wish to do. Mm-hmm. And I. I I'm I'm rethinking some things, um, and I I believe that uh, several years ago I was in a in that place where I'm trying to get back to now. I don't I don't know what caused me to move from there, but. Um, but I, there were God manifested some healing through me. I remember uh, that there was um, one lady that the doctor assured her that would not she would not be able to have children. And I laid hands and prayed, and I don't remember how long it was after maybe six months. She called and uh, let me know that she was pregnant. Oh, wow. So um, there was another instance where this woman was having twins, I believe it was, and there was something wrong, um, and she was going in to the hospital to be checked or they were going to do something uh, surgically. And uh, I I remember how I felt that day. And it was, 
it was kind of like an anger, actually, uh, like how dare the doctors say this, how dare uh, the enemy do this. So I, I laid hands, and when she had gone to the doctor, then we got the report, again, that everything was fine. Um, there's there's just there's a different place that I believe that I need to I need to come from in order for for God to do the real manifestation. There's a a knowing, a confidence um, that I'm I'm looking to step back into. If he's done it and he has called us his vessel and all of the things that he has said about us, it's either it's true or it's not. And we have to, I started to say act like it's true, but we have to carry it out as, as though it is true because it is. And so um, that's kind of what's what's been on my mind. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I've been a little leery about asking him to increase my faith because you know people always say that when you ask him to do that, then you have to go through circumstances that will prove your faith. Um, but I, I do ask him to, uh, increase my faith, to strengthen me in that so that I won't be just, um, as Paul said, just words of man's wisdom. Um, there, there is a, a power in in the word and something should happen when a person is prayed for. Mm-hmm. Something should be different. Something should move. The anointing should cause the person to be different in some kind of way. Right. And even if it's not right at that moment, uh, because the scriptures do say that um, the uh, lepers, some of them were healed as they went. Yes. Um, but I just, I think it's time for the real manifestations of of God. We, we have not... Um, We've not demonstrated his power, his abilities, his his authority. We we as a church body, we've just not done that. And I have been examining myself and observing some other churches and we're we and it's it's probably a catchphrase, but we really are living beneath our privilege for ourselves, mm-hmm. but 
it's it's not just about ourselves. It's about fulfilling the call, fulfilling the the purpose that we're here. Um, it it's more than just being saved ourselves. It's more than uh, doing a dance and a shout, and that's fine. Nothing against that. But I think we have been too selfish. It's it's been all about us. It was interesting. I was talking with my um, evangelist friend, and she went through some some terrible things as she was growing up. And uh, she said since that time, she had never asked God for anything for herself. And Mm -hmm. we're talking like 30 years ago. Um, And so we, I ministered to her and and I told her, I said, well, today you are going to talk to God for yourself. And and she had a hard time with it at first. I uh, I led her into the prayer, you know, God, your daughter wants to talk to you and she's going to talk to you and, and that kind of thing. Uh, but she was able to to pray for herself, to let God know. And she was, initially she was trying to um, uh, do an almost formal prayer. And I stopped her and I said, well, just tell God you're mad at him. Because you are, just tell him you're mad at him. You know, he can take it. And, uh, so she she got a little bit more into it, and she did. She told God about her anger and what happened, and he should have been there. And but then her prayer was, nevertheless, you are you are still God. And she told me today that that God spoke to her about. The, the situations that we were talking about. And when he was talking to her and she was talking to him. And uh, there's just nothing better than seeing ministry be effective. And and I was real excited about that. And it's like, okay, Lord, what are, what are we going to do next? You know, uh, but the ministry of God has to be effective or what's the point? Yes, there has to be a realization that he is and can and will will do whatever it is that uh, is of a concern to us. There's a uh... I, I was thinking of what Apostle Griffin said 
not to to come from your heart and not from your head. Um, I'm a I'm a teacher naturally and spiritually, um, mm-hmm. and I noticed that sometimes lately when I'm teaching, up until I talked to him anyway. I wanted to make sure that I had everything lined up and made sure I hit all the points and, you know, all of that. And I guess it did sort of sound a little wooden. Um, but then after I had the conversation, I pretty much just wrote the scriptures down. And I had the sense or the understanding of what he wanted me to share. But I, like Jesus, I spoke only what I heard him say. Um, yes. And it, it it made a big difference. It made a difference in me, and it made a difference um, for my sister who was listening because she told me she listened to it uh, two or three times because she really got a lot out of it. Uh, so that 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 was different. The anointing has to be there. It's yeah, you know, and maybe we're not fully sure of what the anointing is and how it works and how to recognize it. What what would you say is uh, a good way to to understand to recognize that uh, the anointing is upon you at for the work that that you're doing? What would be a good way to? Can I teach? Good. Say you, Doctor Shaw. Yes, it is. Praise the Lord. I'm sorry I got on the line a little late. I was on another call long distance, and I wanted to catch this, and I, and I was quiet listening to see just where you all are. And um, just to pick up on the sister's question and to bring yes, it all forward, uh, if, you, if I may. What 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 I feel and, and 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 what I believe is what God wants us to recognize. And and yes, we all know that we should be able to produce these uh, the will of God, bringing forth the healing and uh, doing all those things that. Uh, is still kind of lacking within the body of Christ right now, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't go on or it hasn't happened or it doesn't mean because we still have people in different parts of the world who are healing souls and and helping people. But here's what I find which is really pertinent and, and in your question and how do we know when the spirit is to that point that we can go out we have to understand what it takes to prepare mm-hmm. to begin this work. Prepare meaning we have to move ourselves out of the way. 
-hmm. And the spirit has to be in control of us, our bodies, ourselves. We've got to totally kill the flesh. We have to be out of the way. We have to be prayed up, prayer and fasting, supplication. We have to put all of the pieces together to be Christ-like and Christ-minded. Now, we already know we're made in his image and his likeness. But how much of that do we really know if we're not in that, if we're not acting upon that, if we're not using, utilizing the substance of Christ from within, not just without, with on the outside. We're not trying to show on the outside who we are. It's what's on the inside that will show on the outside when we produce that. Now, I'm saying this because just from my own experience, and what I know, what I know, and what I remember and what I believe, because years and years ago when, when, you know, when you first get saved and years start going by and you get mature in the spirit and you just still have the zeal and then you reach out and, you know, some things come along and, and you see this is where you're supposed to be. You see this must be your purpose because people call you out. Certain people, it's usually visitors that always used to kind of tag me, tag team me and I say that like when it's time to have an altar call or when it's time for people to come up for prayer visitors uh, that we knew well would come to the church and they might I, I might be in prayer or my head might be down and for some reason they grab my hands and bring me out into the aisle to pray for people or you know people have always pulled me out there I didn't know I didn't know um, that I'm, I've seen people laying hands on people, but I did not know that's what God wanted me to do until that started mm -hmm. happening more and more. Okay, and I, w I wasn't uncomfortable with it because during that period of time, I was at my strongest, and I'm saying that, I was at my strongest in the spirit. And why mm -hmm. do I say at my strongest? It was because I didn't let anything on the outside of me distract me or interfere in my worship with God. I didn't let anything bother me. And I had all this stuff going on in the family and neighbors and people, and, but I closed my mind off on that. I, I was subjected to Christ on my own. I could have been in a monastery or something. I, I could have been a nun coming up. Now, that's mm -hmm. just what I felt like. I would go to the garden at the church. I lived at the church maybe four years, and I would be in the garden, following the garden, doing things in the garden, just like I was in the Bible or something. I felt like a Bible mm -hmm. character, the way I was mm -hmm. living, and I didn't have a problem with it. It's just mm -hmm. that all this other stuff started coming my way. But I remember in my strongest point, as time went on, that God says that we should have the power to heal each other and we should have the power to step on the demons that come our way. I wasn't afraid of any of that. I, I can call them out and send them off. You know, I, I never had a problem with that. I realized the power of what Christ says we have. And we have to know who we are and we have to know what we have. But we have to move all that other stuff out the way to see it. We can't mm -hmm. see the forest for the trees in some cases. but um, a testimony for myself.
because we should be able to lay hands on ourselves. You hear that more and more nowadays, to heal mm-hmm. even ourselves when it comes to healing people. I've prayed for many souls, and I've prayed for a lot of people who have gotten better, and I never, I never called that anything that I did. It was a, out of obedience. If I have to pass by somebody and God says, put your hand on their shoulder, and that's all you have to do, that's what you have to do. It's a matter of obedience. It, you yes. can touch somebody, and they can just touching them can be a healing factor if you're obedient to what God says. So we have to be aware of what God is telling us. We don't need to know why and when. We just need to know that's God's word coming to us to be mm-hmm. alive in us that we can help someone in whatever situation. Even in our prayer, when we're on Facebook and things, when we're talking to people over the phone, you can minister to people over the phone. You don't always have to be there, but it's the word spoken from Christ. Something that God tells you to tell someone can heal their spirit, heal their soul. You've got to know what it is that God, when God's telling you something, you have to be aware of that, which means you do have to be open and aware, letting all that other stuff out of the way so you can hear his small, still voice. But getting into the testimony that I had, at at one time I had gotten very ill, didn't know it, and uh, was taking a physical exam. And um, I didn't know what was going on until I started seeing all these cancer flyers and pamphlets coming in the mailbox to me. Mm. I had no idea that this was uh, meant for me. It had my name on this information, and it was coming uh, from the... uh, you know, the Department of Oncology, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And, and then I get a call that they want to consult with me about this. And I'm like, well, what's this about? I didn't even know. And, and they jumped the gun, sending me things in the mail. And so I'm, um, Lord, what is this, Lord? What is this? You know, I, I didn't get a warning. Should I have gotten a warning? I'm questioning God, but it's it's whatever you want for me to do, whatever it is for for me to do out here, whatever it is you want me to be, whatever you want me to do and however you want me to do it, I can do it, whether I got cancer or not, okay, Mm -hmm. so I was willing to accept that because of this mail, I said, well, I guess that's me, let me go check it out, well, the um, doctor uh, and my mom came with me, the doctor told me, he says, you know, your protein levels are shooting out like a copier machine, it's saying thing going out, going out, and your cells are off, and this and that, and it looks like you could possibly have bone marrow cancer. Mm. And we need to do an autopsy, I mean, not autopsy, we need to do a biopsy on you. Mm-hmm. So the next uh, uh, visit next week, we need you to come in because you need to deal with this right away, and we need to do a biopsy on you. Because if that's the case, this thing has got to be, and it's going to be to this extent of that. But my thought here was, uh-uh, 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 the devil is a liar. You know, it's it's too much that we have to do out here that mm-hmm. we end up subjected to things of the enemy one way or another. Things come upon us all the time, and you have to you have to step on that head. Sometimes it shows us face and you have to slap it down and sometimes uh, you can't show fear and you can't you can't be so distracted that you get caught up in yourself Mm -hmm. so this is Mm -hmm. what i'm saying clear yourself 
And so I said to the Lord, if this is what you want me to do, but this is not what I think, this is what you're trying to show me. Now, all this time you've had me doing this, this, and this for everybody else. How about I just lay my own hand? It was like, try that. You haven't laid hands on yourself. Now you need to do that. That's what God told me to do. Lay hands on yourself. Lay hands on yourself. Laid hands on myself and started praying. Okay, because I know that God has a work for me to do. And and it, it wasn't about this. was another distraction because I knew that he had strengthened me to this point that I had began to get confidence in what it was he wanted me to do and be, what my purpose was to be. And mm-hmm. that didn't mean that was the only thing, but I knew that was one part of something that God was dealing with me in my life to do for others. I do a whole lot of stuff for other people, but this was something special when it was on a different level. You know, um, I knew that I had to keep myself out of the way when I go and pray for people's healings. I got to mm-hmm. make sure that my spirit is right to pray for people. I can't have mm-hmm. an attitude with Joe across the street or somebody and then go and lay hands on somebody else about a healing. You can't do that or you can end up sick. You've got to be careful that you are totally out of the way when you are praying for people to be healed and all of that because it can come back on you if your spirit is not right. Now, that I've seen and I've known about. So anyway, I'm praying about myself it's time to go back to the consultation uh, for them to get me prepared for this biopsy, uh, for this bone marrow cancer. And I go in there, and they take all this test. We're waiting on the test to come back. they got to constantly test you to see how far along you have. And then the doctor comes back in, and he says, well, I don't know, Miss Charlotte, but I want to tell you this. Uh, <laughs> It says, I don't even know why you're here because there's nothing showing up on your screen. So you can go on home. We're not doing no biopsy today. There's nothing needed. And you come back in a month, and let's make sure that this thing doesn't show up again. I already knew when God told me to lay hands on myself that it was gone. I had that confidence because of what God told me. Not for me. It wasn't me saying this. It wasn't me doing this for me, coming from me. No, it was what God told me to do, and I did it. He wanted to show me the power of his will over mine and how it is that we can also pray for ourselves while we pray for others for our own healing as we pray for the healing of others and that you really have to be totally out of the way to do it. And I knew I had I couldn't get caught up into, oh, woe is me. I had to do what he told me to do. I came back the next month. They say, okay, you don't need to come back here anymore. Do not come back till next year, you know, and that's just for a checkup. And then when I came back the following day, they said, I don't even know why you're here. Will you just leave? Don't come back up in here again. I never had <laughs> to come back. Just stay away. You don't Amen. have to come back, they say. So that, that was my testimony of how you can, you can use the power of God, but you've got to use it wisely. And you've got to pray for the wisdom that God gives you in doing that, that you do it right, where you take yourself totally out of the picture and you let the spirit totally take over. And that's how you do it. I didn't mean to be so long. That was fine. 
Quite and and that's just my thought. That's that's my way of thinking, and that's that's what God wanted me to relate to you all. I just yeah. Oh, that was very appropriate. I um, believe. <clears throat> Is there uh, someone from Cleveland who would like to have something to say? I see you on the screen as Cleveland. I don't know who you are. Mm. He, oh, do you have me down? Do you see my 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 name alone? Yes, yeah, sure, you're you're oh, on. Okay. I can see you. My name. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> well, does anybody else have anything that they would like to say or contribute to the conversation? That was uh, very helpful to me, what what you said. Well, thank you. Uh, I hope it was. I hope it helped. I hope it helped. Yes. Yes, very much so. Yes, it did. Thank you. That was a good thank question you that, that you asked, too. That was very sincere that you were asking that. And I think that that helps a lot of people because people just don't know. Uh, it's not a lot of training in that in the church, uh, traditional church. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, um, of course, you know, they do it indirectly, they do it, but then they don't know about what they're dealing with uh, in some cases. Uh, I think some cases they do, but in other cases um, they don't dwell on it enough to show the importance of being Christ-like to that extent. And they talk about sin and all of that. But, you know, you got to know the power of God in, in order to move in the power of God. you got to know about right. that. Right. It's a matter of having yourself to the point where you have gotten yourself submitted mm-hmm. totally to the will of God and that you hear hear his voice and mm-hmm. that you follow through with what he tells you to do. As long as you continue to be obedient, he'll be, he will come, he will give you uh, what it is that needs to be done in each and every given situation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Exactly. You have to go into the situation knowing mm-hmm. that that's that's what's supposed to happen. That's right. That's where your faith okay. comes from. You already know. It's yeah. an assurance. That's that blessed assurance. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I believe. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 Right. Mm-hmm. All right. I was thinking of, uh, of a particular situation, but people that attend seminary, and and nothing wrong with that at all. But a lot of, sometimes, uh, in fact, I had a book, a couple of books that I haven't read about how to prepare a sermon and basically on how to preach. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, it sounds strange to me to to read a book like that that tells you how to preach or how to prepare a sermon. I don't 
I don't know how to do that. You know, I just, I, the one scripture says, <laughs> excuse me, open your mouth and the Lord will fill it. Um, I don't know if I'm behind the times or, or whatever. I I use the scriptures that he gives me. And I I have an understanding of generally what it is he wants to get across, but I don't <coughs> excuse me. I don't have a lot of notes anymore. I listen and I speak what he says. And as one thing I have been told is that when God stopped talking, you stop talking. That's right. And so. You you already gave the answers to what you were asking. You, you, that that was it. That's that's just it's a matter of the spirit knows what the people have need of. You know, yeah, okay. speaking. You know, I I think you know if, if you guys know about um um what is that group? Um, they have a uh, a group that's out here that. Uh, you know, speech and speaking group um, it's on the side of my tongue. I can't think it's so far away, long mm-hmm. ago, um, that uh, it'll come. Uh, they tell you to know your audience when you're speaking, and that's in general. Uh, when you have seminars and groups and things that you're speaking in front of, they always say come early, make sure you have your water, make sure your podium, make sure your speakers in order. You don't want to have all that stuff going on when you're supposed to be already up there. But know your audience. Know who you're going to be talking to. If it's a group of kids, if it's a group of teenagers, if it's elderly or whoever it is, know the audience. Well, God knows the audience already. And that's why when we think when we need notes and things and we do all this long dissertation uh, of notes, that when we come up to speak, we don't even need the notes. We can't even use them. We might use the scriptures that God gave us, but he comes out with a whole new different ballgame. And it's because you leave it up to the spirit to bring forth what the people need to hear and know, and the words will come out. God will explain it. God will take it and run with it. And and you're absolutely right, sister, when you say when he gets quiet, you be quiet. <laughs> so, <laughs> as a want to say something for him that he's not saying. You're right. Yeah, it, I was kind of chuckling uh, at myself <laughs> because um, I was speaking and I really, I felt that, okay, that's enough. That's it. And I stopped and I said, well, that's all I got for you. So, you know, and I left. And then uh, another minister who came up behind me was laughing. He said, well, she just showed us how to how to end the message. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I you really can't feel when, when he's done. I, I have another question. Um when it comes to healing, um, do we do we need to wait until God gives a word? Is there um, healing for everybody? 
Now, I, I will say one of my neighbors, I was talking to God about me laying hands on her. She had several ailments. And I believe I heard the, the Lord say um, she wouldn't receive it. So that was my first time really uh, thinking about that. So do we need to wait until we know that we need to, that this is a person we should pray for and maybe the one sitting next to them, maybe not? Does it work like that? It's not who we know. It's who God knows. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is my thought. Now, someone can come in and tell me I'm wrong, but, you know, just like, just like we were talking about preaching, God knows the hearts and the needs of those. He knows. It's just like, um, you know, of course, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Right. And that can happen. Um, but now, I believe God has, it's God's will that these people are in these positions or are sick. Or it's, it's uh, if you're going to be the one to heal them or to lay hands on them, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure the Spirit will tell you to do that. If okay. it's not, just like you said, it said that he would not receive it. So do you fight against what you just received on that word? Do you no. question that word? No, you I didn't. You don't know. They, the Spirit knew for them to tell you that she wouldn't receive it. Uh, do you proceed? Uh, did the spirit say proceed? Are you? Uh, it's listening. You, you, sometimes people want you to come and lay hands. I, you know, I, I don't always like to rush into stuff like that. I, I it's kind of like I say, well, Lord, what do you want me to do? I have to do that real quick because sometimes when people ask for that to happen, I, I really have to pray on it first to see if it's mm-hmm. okay. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes we'll get. And this just happened recently at another church. We were um, praying for people, and 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 this person was a flyer. They called her. Uh, she was always um, getting off into the spirit, high high in the spirit, a jumper. A jumper is what they call. Uh, you okay. know. And okay, they're used to that kind of being. That's that's a different kind of spirit, kind of set up. Okay, that's that's something mm-hmm. else. And mm-hmm. so, you know, God knows who he wants there and who who can handle certain things. And sometimes people uh, come certain ways or they, get, they might be sick to a point that they could be on their deathbed. Can you handle that? If you prayed for them to be healed and they passed, can you handle that? How do you feel mm-hmm. after praying? You know, sometimes we we're, we're quick. We are quick to ask for the healing, but but we really have to be careful. I think because it's a matter of whatever God's will is for that person. You know, uh, if that person is going to be healed, I believe God would say, "Lay hands on that person," or you can heal that person back. Uh, uh, Heal that existence, uh, heal that thing out of them, or you know, take control over their body and do this or do that. That those words, you, I believe, certain words come to you on how and where you lay hands, mm-hmm. what you touch, if it's their back, their neck. 
God tells you or, well, okay, it can come from someone else, and God will confirm it and you do it, you know, but okay. we don't know. Um, I I think I, I I rather wait for the Lord to say yay or nay, you know. Okay. I, I don't want to address situations that I'm not sure about, and I don't okay. want to question God's word if he comes across that task for me to do. I just do or just be obedient to God's word. And then, you know, um, and then I leave it alone. Just like I get quiet, I got to leave it alone. Let God deal with it down the line because they may not get healed right away. It might be a matter of time. So, you know, you do what you're supposed to do and then you let God do the rest. It's like watering the plant. You water it and let God get the increase. So let God deal with that part. That's how I do it. I don't know. You you mentioned about uh, if the person, <clears throat> excuse me, doesn't get healed or they die. Uh, several years ago, there was a young man mm-hmm. that we were ministering to, and he he had schizophrenia. He was good, you know, when he was on his meds, and mm-hmm. uh, not so good when he wasn't. And the police knew him, and I, this was a time that he was off his meds, and um, they ended up, they they shot him in the back of his head. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to the hospital, and I knew that he was going to raise up. You know, I didn't expect a, a complete, you know, miraculous, but I I believed that he was going to, uh, be healed, and he died, and it really it it shook my faith. Mm-hmm. It, it it made me question God and the things that I thought I believed, and it shook me. It took me uh, several months to really kind of get myself back together mm-hmm. in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So, um. You know, the word wisdom comes out as you spoke about that. And Mm -hmm. wisdom in the circumstances of that person is one thing. And at the same time, it's the faith that you have in God and knowledge knowledge that you have that God will do one thing or the other. And it's Mm -hmm. not up to us. It's not up to us. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's in our actions that's going to that that gets applied one way or another. Um, mm-hmm. You reminded me of a situation that you know, and you explained that this person had some difficulties and was on medication. Mm-hmm. So that was a given. That's knowledge coming to you. That's an understanding. But then, what broke that? It wasn't his sickness. It, it was the matter that this person got. Shot, right? He had a shot right. in the back of the mm-hmm. So, right. you know, it's the circumstances. There was a lady that was in the church, and this was a while ago, so back in that day, I don't know if people knew what the deal was, but um, the the woman, it ended up that the woman had Tourette's, okay, okay. that disease, that syndrome. 
And mm-hmm. so she would shout out, sound like a bird, <laughs> in the middle of the you know, sermon and stuff, uncontrollably, mm-hmm. uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. But because of the lack of knowledge, nobody mm-hmm. knew what that was, that that was a sickness, an illness, a disease, and they didn't know. And right. so they immediately called her up front and wanted to start praying for her. Praying the demon to come out, praying, just praying, oh. just praying, praying, just praying, just praying. And um, that comes with a lack of knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, um, right. Uh, you know, uh, plug my earphone in. Hold on, I'm going to take turn my earplug off one moment. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Okay, wait. I think we lost you. Praise the Lord. I, our time is up. And oh. uh, Pastor Hickson, if you would uh, pray our closing prayer. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you, O oh God, for the discussion that we were able to have, the wisdom the understanding and the knowledge that was shared. Thank you, Father, that there is one God, one spirit, one faith. And we were able to be on one accord, Lord God, in serving you and learning about you. Father, teach us to use this information, this wisdom, Lord God, in the ministry that you have given for us to fulfill. Give us the knowledge and wisdom, the discernment, Lord God, the courage, the strength, the stability, Lord God, everything that we stand in need of to fulfill the ministry that you had given to each one of us. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for uh, Elder Shank as he has facilitated this meeting. We bless him, Lord God. We call Blessings for him, his wife, and his family. We thank you, Lord God, that you watch over Pastor Shank, Lord God, while he is in Mexico. We pray your covering for him, your strength, Lord God, and continued manifestation of the gift that you have put within him. Lord God, in Jesus' name, we give you praise and glory and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well. Hello. It's been a good session yep. tonight. Hello. We will see you again at the next prayer call on right. Saturday. A- Hello. Amen. Hello. Amen. Good night. Good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.